0: In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. The stone rejected by the builders has become the cornerstone. It's during prom season that I'm frequently reminded of my senior year of high school and being set up for a blind prom date, but it wasn't supposed to be blind, it was a Um, an arrangement set up by mutual friends but when said young woman came to the battle of the bands in my high school and saw me on stage she canceled the prom date because I was too short (laughs) well the second attempt at a blind date for prom turned out to be magical so that was great turned out very well happy ending to the story And it certainly wasn't the worst heartbreak. That was Valentine's Day 1984. <laughs> and coming home from school that day, I, I don't even stop in the kitchen or my usual after-school destinations. I just went up the driveway and just into the backyard. And I'm, I'm, my head must have been spinning. I was dazed and and uh, dreary and just a few minutes later when i came in mom wrapped me up in a big hug because she knew what had happened we didn't say anything i didn't tell her anything nobody tipped her off she simply knew well just a few minutes ago we prayed in the opening prayer that the lord renew within us the paschal mystery And if you're familiar with that phrase, the Paschal mystery refers to our Lord's death and his resurrection. The Paschal mystery is the Pasch, our Lord is the lamb, so this is the sacrifice of the lamb for our salvation. There's something happening that's more deep than just simply our being so obedient to God that we would rather die than sin although it is that. But on a deeper level, the Paschal mystery is this relationship between God the Son and God the Father. It's this relationship of perfect union, of perfect love between the persons of the Holy Trinity. And so when we hear our Lord saying that I am in the Father and the Father is in me, That perfect union of love is carried through this Paschal mystery, our Lord's suffering in the garden, his being nailed to the cross and hanging there for six hours, his physical death, and on the third day, his bodily resurrection from the grave. All through this, he is in the Father and the Father is in him. when he's crying out in his ultimate agony, to whom does he raise his voice? Not his friends, and not even his earthly mother, who he loved perfectly, but to God, the Father, into whose hands he commended his spirit. And so as we are reminded at this altar that our prayers are directed to God the Father. There are only three or four prayers during the Holy Mass that are directed to Jesus Christ specifically. Our Lord and Savior is here present and the priest stands in the place of Christ our High Priest but what's revealed is that the prayers at this altar, what's happening in this altar, isn't primarily a dialogue between Christ and his people. It's primarily a dialogue between God the Son and God the Father. And we are invited to be caught up into this mystery of perfect love and perfect union, to unite all of our sufferings and all of our rejection, and to pin all of our hopes. On the promises of God the Father. The certainty of his goodness. And his absolute reign over heaven and earth. Christ is the, the stone rejected by the builders. The rock upon which the cross stood, upon which he died, stood above a quarry that had been abandoned. And apparently because of the open cavity of that partially excavated quarry from the city of Jerusalem, looking up on that hill, not really a mountain, it sort of had the, the shape of the, the top of a skull. Who would have guessed that that which could have been, might have been the corner of the temple, but was rejected, turned out to be the cornerstone of our salvation. And so our Lord reminds us that the only thing that matters is what's permanent. And the only thing that's permanent is what's in heaven, the love of God the Father. It's in the person of Christ, it's through his incarnation, the union of man and God, that we know that it's even possible to have this relationship with God the Father and God the Holy Spirit. And so he invites us during this Easter season to reflect always more deeply on the things that we've already heard and already seen but probably didn't understand them the first time we heard them. And just as the apostles would have been reflecting on this time over time with conversation and prayer, so we also can come to realize the great mystery of, of what's been before us the whole time. We can turn to our Lord with every every suffering and every rejection and know that he will conquer all evil. We can turn to him in our confusion and our sin and he can heal us and restore us. With certainty of victory, with certainty that the war has already been accomplished, the war has already been won, We can even be joyful as we suffer because we know it will only be temporary. Even in our pain and even in our anguish, we can already expect to be rejoicing one day. To do that is to live again the Paschal mystery, is to make our own the words of Christ in the cross when he prayed, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? beginning the words of this 22nd Psalm, which conclude with with joy and praise and the certainty of future glory. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, amen.